Welcome to this week in Marymount Warrior Sports here on MarymountSports.com and ESP Media powered by Sidearm Sports. I'm Jason Griefer. As always, we're joined by our Marymount Athletic Director, Tom Neural. Tom, good morning. A shorter week for you this week. Good morning, Jason. It is. It was a it was a long weekend uh, with school out on Friday and school out on Monday and uh, remembering Dr. Martin Luther King yesterday. But it was a busy weekend for the Warriors and uh, it's going to be a busy week this week with a lot of big games uh, coming up. So we're ready to get started, and uh, glad you could join us today. Absolutely. Glad to be here with you. You talked about the busy weekend over the weekend. Let's jump right into it. Let's get into the pool first. Obviously, the one of the biggest events in the country as far as swimming goes, the Southwest Classic. And uh, well, your team certainly lived up and held up their end of the bargain, both finishing in the top 30 out of over 120 teams. So obviously big news there. Uh, Nathan Cox, excellent on the one-meter dive, finishing second. I, I have to imagine when you start seeing these results coming in, you just have to be beaming with pride. Yeah, it was a lot of fun because uh, I went to the preliminaries this year at Milford, um, which is kind of new for me. So there's uh, there's a ton of sites throughout the city where they do the preliminaries in the morning and then the kids go back in the afternoon for the finals at uh, at, at Keating over at St. X. And uh, we had some great swims there. Like you said, we had a number uh, of kids come back to the finals. We finished in the top 30. So for a um, for an unseasoned bunch, we got a lot of kids making their splash on varsity this year and moving up into the qualifying ranks. They had a great weekend. And like you said, Nathan Cox, a lot of times the divers, um, we don't talk about him on here, uh, but he had a great he had a great meet five rounds of eleven, and he was uh, he finished second in there. So that's a great finish for him. He's he's been to the state a couple times, so he's looking to have a fantastic year. And as we go down this stretch here, we have the CHL diving in two weeks, and then the the sectionals and districts in the state. He's having a great season, so uh, just hope he can continue with that and continue um, to do well, so he can have a great. Uh, state meet here in a couple weeks you talked about the the building of the uh, the swim programs and and trying to get trying to get that going in full force not to say it's not now but still still building that and when you talk to the coaches when they go into a meet like this and then when they exit a meet like this what are they saying as far as the kids stepping up to this wide variety of competition and putting in results like this you know, we've had uh, we had, uh, Kevin Manis as our swim coach for the past 25 years, and uh, and he stepped down over the summer, and uh, Henry Thoman stepped in as our coach this year, and as, as they build the program up, this is always a big weekend because it's not against just Division two schools who we usually swim against and an occasional Division one. It's against everybody, and so you know, the swimmers from the GCL schools or the, the GMC schools, the different conferences, we get to see them in the finals. We also get to see them in the uh, in the competition at Milford. So just seeing a lot of different competition, it's, our kids know it's a chance for them to, to shine. It's some long days. I mean, they are uh, they are at the pool at, at uh, 5:45, warming up in our pool, and then getting on the bus and going out to Milford and, and swimming that meet from uh, from nine to about noon, and then going back at night. So it's a very tiring weekend. Um, it's you know, as they as they build up for it, we know it's. Tough over the over the Christmas break. They come back. They get a week or two into them. They have this meet, and so now a lot of them will start um, gearing up for the for the season final meets, whether it be the CHL championships in two weeks, the sectional district or the state, depending what their skill level is. So a lot of them are really tired um, after this weekend. They they've rested up. We have a light week 
for swimming this week. We have our senior night on Friday against Summit and uh, Cincinnati Hills Christian Academy. That's at our place Friday with diving starting at 345. And then from there, it's the CHL meet. So some of our kids will start tapering, start backing off a little bit, get a little bit healthy, make sure we stay away from the flu bug and everything else that's going around, just trying to get strong for the season-ending meets here. Do you think the performance in the Southwest Classic is a good springboard towards the end of the season and into the CHL championships? It is um, because it is a big meet and it's an exciting meet. But they also know that once we get past this, they're tired, they're beat up. Swimming is so tough. Swimming is like wrestling. Um, you know, you're, they're always in the pool. They're always swimming. They're 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 three thousand, four thousand, five thousand you know, meters a day, whatever they're swimming. And, and there's no change in their routine. And they, you know, some swimmers are doing this seven days a week. Some are doing it five days a week. And they're tired and, and they're and they're wore out. And so you get to this point here, you know it's a big meet. We start to back off a little bit. You start to recover. And uh, and so it's a it's a big it's a big time form. So like I said, some of our swimmers will start tapering for the CHL meet if we don't think they're going to go to sectionals or districts. Um, and they just they back off their training a little bit, start getting a little bit stronger, making sure they're they're getting their carbs in them to, to finish strong for the end of the season. Let's move over to the bowling lanes. Uh, boys bowling gets a really nice win a week ago today, last Monday against Winton Woods by a total of 404 pins. And uh, we've talked in the past here about some of your leaders, Dylan Berger, Sammy Hankel, and they were right there, the leaders again. Uh, in that match against Winton Woods. But I want to talk about uh, Ben Woodruff, a sophomore uh, bowls a season best 195 to really help spur on this effort and this win over Winton Woods. Uh, how big is that that performance, not only for him, but then carrying forward for the rest of the team, knowing they've got a, a third guy uh, in Ben that can put up numbers like that? Yeah, well, you know that's where the pressure comes on the bowlers because now they've rolled those numbers. And we know they can roll those numbers, and now the expectation is we need you to roll those numbers consistently. So, yeah, he had a, he had a great match uh, that game. That was great to see. And then you know, we've got some CHL matches coming up this week that uh, that are going to start putting us uh, with with our sights on the on the league championship. Our our Reading meet last week got postponed till next week, so we've got um, I think we have two matches this week and one next week. But we're going to need we're going to need those sophomores rolling big games if we want to come down the stretch and challenge Reading for the league title. They're currently in first. Um, going to need a little help along the way. But but just just to springboard into the the sectionals are coming up as well too. We we need those sophomores. We need those freshmen to come up and start bowling those high games. They don't have to bowl two hundred. They don't have to bowl anything else. Just need them to bowl a little bit higher than their average right now to help us going forward. As you said, you've got uh, two two league matches this week against Wyoming and Finneytown. And talking to the coaching staff, and maybe a little bit hearing from uh, from Ben Woodruff himself, do you get the sense that he and the other youngsters are embracing that challenge of, hey, now that I've proven I have to, I, I can do this, I feel like I have to go do it. Are they embracing that? No, I don't think Coach Barr puts that kind of pressure on him. Um, he challenges them well, um, but he also keeps it fun. And uh, and that's and that's the most important thing in any sport that you play. Once you start putting that pressure on yourself, that I have to make this free throw, or I have to make this shot, or I have to be the go-to person. Some people relish that role, you know, and they want the team to climb on their back and, and carry the team. And and when you're new to that role, it's intimidating. So it's just like, hey, you can do this now. Everyone's cheering for each other. They have their chance that they do when they get strikes and everything else. So it's a lot of fun. 
you want to be that guy. Um, and uh, until you're there consistently, some, like I said, sometimes it can be intimidating. But there's a great support net with that team, um, picking each other up, challenging each other, getting ready for the sectional tournament. So, um, you know, sometimes, sometimes uh, for young athletes, it's uh, it's a challenge to to succeed regularly, and sometimes they shy away from that pressure. But once they know they can do it, and they and they they reach back and pull it out every match. It's really fun to see, and so hopefully the the bowlers embrace that as well, and and have a great season-ending run here. Over on the girls' side, uh, we had uh, some extra time for training this week uh, since it's uh, no matches this week. But uh, you've got Wyoming coming up. You know, league play is you're right in the heart of it again. Uh, without a really a, a competi- outside competition this past week, what has uh, Coach Pollington been working on with the team to uh, try to propel forward towards the end of the year? Well, you know, it's the it's the end of the it was the end of the quarter for us, end of the academic quarter. So they're wrapping up their their, their classes, are wrapping up their you know their final tests for the quarter. So it's good to take a break. We knew uh, we knew there was a short break coming in. We had a couple tournaments over Christmas break that we went to. So it's good just get out to the lanes and and throw a couple days and uh, you know work on things that you have to work on. Find that groove, find that arm slot, um, and, and just work on those things. And now with this coming back up, they know there's a they know there's a stretch coming up. They're going to bowl a lot of games, so so get healthy and let's make sure you know, we have things technically correct and let's go into the end of the season. So sometimes a break in the middle of season season helps a lot. You don't always get that. You know, sometimes with basketball, you might get a Tuesday or Wednesday off, depending which which sport you are. With swimming, you know we we had the week off going into coaches classic. We have the week off after the coaches classic. Baseball and softball, you don't get that break. You know, football, you're playing every Friday. So sometimes it's good just to relax the schedule a little bit, fine-tune things, and then get back into it. Let's move on to the uh, basketball hardwood side of things. Boys basketball, after a tough week last week when we talked, uh, they certainly rebounded this past week. Uh, two really nice wins. Uh, the, the more notable one, I guess, for uh, for Warriors fans, winning at Madeira last Tuesday. Just uh, one of those grinding Games you got to gut one out on the road, and uh, they certainly did that, winning at fifty to uh, forty-five. And you look at these two games, not only that, but the win against Taylor on Friday. Your defense played phenomenal, from what I, from what I'm gathering, holding Madeira to thirty-nine percent and uh, holding Taylor to twenty-nine percent shooting. That has to be big for them, knowing they can, especially with the Madeira game, go on the road and play defense like that and be able to grind out a win against a rival. Yeah, it was, and uh, it always seems like we seem to have a bad quarter someplace in the game to get away from our plan or whatever. Um, and, and again, you know, we survived that bad quarter at Madeira. We survived that bad quarter against Taylor the other night. I know one thing Coach Caldwell, talking to him after the Taylor game that he's really proud of, is if he stresses his defense throughout, he really stresses the kids that they want to allow single-digit quarters. They don't want the opposition to score in double digits in multiple quarters. And I think there were, I think he said there was uh, two against Taylor maybe and then uh, two against Madero. So he's really happy when they roll those uh, the single-digit quarters against the other team defensively. Uh, we've talked about before, you know, the only thing that can be consistent game in, game out is, is defense. Scoring, shooting goes cold, you, know, you don't get your free throws, you don't get to the line, whatever else. But you can control your defensive effort every night. It doesn't matter what the sport is. And so that's what we're seeing out of them. We're getting some confidence. And so as fun as the Madero win was over a rival, and you know, we had a big lead, at, at, I think at times it was up to 12, 
12 points. But um, you know, Taylor's having a really good season this year. They're still looking to get their 10th win in their season and building on that. Um, you know, we took the loss out there the first time. We really concentrated on some of their top scores, shutting them down. It was really, uh, it was really a satisfying win for the boys. I don't know if they realize just how good of a team that they beat. Taylor being Division Two, they're going to get seeded in their tournaments. Um, that was a good win at that time to start off the, um, the the CHL second round. We've got New Richmond coming in there tonight. New Richmond is hot right now. They're winning on multiple levels of their program. So another challenge tonight. And then, of course, we go over to Wyoming on Friday, uh, and, and Wyoming's rolling right now. So we're going to need that defensive effort. Uh, two more games in a row, and uh, it starts tonight. So we're really excited to see what we what we have tonight. We're really excited to see what the boys can do, that they can answer the challenge, score some points, and shut them down. Um, so it's really going to be a fun game to watch. On that Friday matchup, and we'll talk a little bit about that against Wyoming because it's back into, into league play. You took them on early in the year, back in the early December, and held serve with them. I mean, you're right there quarter for quarter. Wyoming, Wyoming ends up winning by eight. But again, it, there was a two or three point margin seemingly in every quarter. Does that give your team confidence knowing that they can go against Wyoming as good as they've been all season long and hang right with them, even though this week Friday will be on the road? You know, that was a two point ball game going into the last minute of the game. So you're right. It was two or three points at the end of a lot of quarters. But with, with about a minute to go, um, that was a two point ball game. And, and we turned the ball over a few times in the last minute, we threw it away. Uh, and Wyoming went down, hit their free throws, or, or got the open basket there to, to seal that game. When we played them last time, they were without uh, Evan Prater, and he's he's quite the athlete uh, to defend. So we're going to have an extra shooter to defend, an extra outstanding basketball player to defend. Uh, this group really seems to like the challenge. They they've answered it. They they've been upbeat throughout the season. So it's going to be interesting to see what they can do. We're going to have to shoot. Um, we're shooting well when we played Wyoming the first time. We went into a slump a little bit. We're going to have to. We're going to be firing on all cylinders uh, when we go to Wyoming this week. But um, you know, if the kids are listening to this today or anything else, hopefully they take care of business with New Richmond first tonight, get some momentum going, and then see what we can do with Wyoming. It doesn't get any easier because next week you no. come back with Indian Hill. Uh, another big rivalry game on on Tuesday, so um, the table's pretty full coming up this week. It's such a deep league on both sides, and as we move over to the girls' side, uh, this last week was looking at the results and the box scores coming in for your for your girls' basketball team. It was f- neat to see. It was a little bizarre to see, and, and what I mean by that is you pick up three wins this week. Your team doesn't score any more than 40 points in any of them. You got a one-point win over Batavia, a five-point win at Taylor, in which you win 29-24. Then you beat Wyoming on Saturday, and when they only make seven shots the whole game, you win 31-21. And my question is, we talked last week about your team basically embracing the defense, and I asked you if the coaching staff had basically told their opponents, welcome to the grindhouse every week. And then this week they go out and do this, where they hold Taylor and Wyoming to less than 25 points. What do we call it now? You know, I you, know, you back it up a little bit. You know, the, you know, we had Batavia and on, the Batavia uh, one, yeah. We had Batavia on Monday. Back it up to that Saturday before we had the game with Madeira that went overtime. Yeah, and then you know, so there's actually four in a row there. They're just grind games. They came down and you know, we missed some free throws. 
down the stretch, and, and so did the other teams. And you know, Madera hit there, you know, down the stretch to, to send into overtime. But in the overtime game, there you have a large lead against Batavia, which I think was eighteen points. And then you know, we emptied the bench, and uh, the you know, kind of like you see with some of the football teams in the playoffs right now. Yeah, you empty the bench, and so the team starts to make a run. They hit a bank three. They hit a, another crazy shot. You know, so all of a sudden it's down to ten, and people start to panic, and you put the starters back in, and they're cold because they shut down for the night. Uh, it, ends, it ends up being a one-point game with Batavia, and then, like you said, the game out of Taylor, you know, they, they started cold. We were down seven-zip, I think, to, to start the game. And then they they just grind 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 and make some shots and uh, and it's fun to see and, and the other teams have to know we're going to throw some defense at them they know we're going to make a run so that's probably in the back of their minds a little bit you know, along with with Nacioni and uh, and Dewey again the work we have uh, we have, we have we have younger Dewey giving us some time we're getting great minutes out of uh, Marley Valentine. Who's given us uh, great, great work as, as a sophomore? We've got uh, Kendall Spreen coming up as a freshman that's given us uh, some good minutes there uh, defensively. We have Amy Muller that's that's given us good time there, and they're all pitching in. And then when we when we put ourselves in, we put a, a Claire Wilder in or someone else, and they're playing defense and doing their job that way. Coach Spreen's going you know nine deep, you know, on on his lineup sometimes more. And, and keeping them fresh and getting them in there, but yeah, it's it's, it's going in. It's a grind. A um, little bit light week this week with uh, with with just the game tomorrow night. Um, we've got past we've gotten past Wyoming, and then next week there's no game on Saturday. We take Indian Hill on Monday. They've got one loss in the league, or we've got one loss in the league. They don't have any, so that's going to be for all the marbles early on. They're having a great season. It's going to be Mercy Health Night. It's going to be a big crowd. Um, that's going to be a big game, and it's at our place. So hopefully we can roll that, that defense out a little bit more. They've got so many weapons just, just getting into this point here. The girls are doing a great job. Yeah, they really are. And I think the thing that was just as impressive to me with the defense is you're able to win these three games, and no individual on your team breaks double figures in each game. I think that's that's so that's impressive to me that you can have cold night shooting, but know that you still have the defense that can just shut the opponent down and get wins like this, especially when you're trying to pile up the wins in league play to keep pace with Indian Hill, who has, who, as you said, hasn't lost and has had a great season. Yeah, and so it, uh, it's fun. They they've embraced it. They're having fun. Um, it, it it's been a grind of a schedule with three game weeks and a lot of Monday games in there. Um, but when your league games are on Wednesday, you've got to get those extra league games in some place. And so um, it's good to catch our breath this week. And like I said, that big game on with Indian Hill on Monday is going to be fun to cover. It certainly will, and we'll talk more about that next week, Tom. Appreciate the time. Thank you for joining us this week, and uh, we'll keep track of Marymount Warriors Athletics and uh, see how they do when we reconvene next week. Have a good, Jason. Have a great week. Thank you. You do the same. That is Marymount Athletic Director Tom Nurl here joining us in this week in Marymount Warriors Sports here at MarymountSports.com and ESP Media, powered by Sidearm Sports.